Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're finishing up the 14th chapter of Mark, beginning in verse 66. Jesus has been betrayed and arrested. The disciples have proven pretty faithless by scattering in every direction, and phase one of Jesus' trials or mockeries of trials, has just occurred in the wee hours of the night before the Jewish authorities who charged him with blasphemy for claiming to be exactly who he is, the Son of God, the Messiah. Now, before taking us to phase two of Jesus' trials before the Gentiles, Mark cuts abruptly away from the trial scenes to show us Peter, alone, separated from his Lord and his friends, struggling with his own confusion, thoughts, temptation, and sin. It's not an uplifting scene. He's surrounded by unbelievers, and they're applying the pressure. As you listen this week, ask yourself, how would you do in Peter's shoes? If you were separated from your fellowship of believing friends, and your pastor had just been thrown in prison to face trial and a death penalty for his faith, and your community is pointing the finger at you saying, that's one of them, would you stand or would you fall? And even if you say you would stand, remember that Peter had just sworn that even if everyone else fell away, he would not. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Peter Plummets. Now we have before us a pretty straightforward passage, but to have its intended impact, you need to know the background. Because this passage, it's not just the story of Peter. It's here in Scripture for our, tre- for our teaching, for our correction, for our training in righteousness. There are some things that we need to be reproved by from this text, as in all of Scripture. And this is a great warning against self-confidence. Now, let me remind you of a, a string of events leading up to our passage. It all started, well, I guess when Peter was born, but... When we got to know him, and he's a disciple of Jesus, remember, Jesus took the guys up to Caesarea Philippi, as far from the crowds as he could get, and he was starting to train his disciples. And that's where he asked them, who do people say that I am? And they told him all the answers, and he said, who do you say? And and Peter, always the one to speak first, said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then at Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, we pick it up with this. From that time, about a year before the cross, Jesus began to show His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Peter took Him aside and began to rebuke Him. That's a really bad idea, Peter. Jesus is God. Okay, that, that's Peter. He began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, who had just had, he'd been on the pinnacle of speaking the truth. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And about two minutes later, 
He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's. I know you want to be with me. I know you don't want me to go, but there's something much bigger in play here. Peter and the others didn't get it yet. Later, we come to John chapter 6, uh, verses 66 through 68. It says there, as a result of this, the this is some things that Jesus was teaching that were, hey, they were a little bit hard. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter, always the spokesman, answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have words of eternal life. He he was bold about his commitment to being with Jesus. Now, we've already seen just earlier on the night, well, it's after midnight now, but the same night, um, Jesus is with his men, the Passover meal, and Mark 14, 29 through 31, Jesus has said, you're all going to be scattered. You're all going to fall away. And Peter said to him, even though all may fall away, yet I will not. Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter kept saying insistently, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they were all saying the same thing also. So yeah, Peter Peter gets the ink, but he he wasn't alone. Now, an even deeper bit of background, not recorded by Mark, in Luke's record of that night, Luke chapter 22, Jesus said this apparently privately to Peter, Simon Simon, if he says your name twice, it's like your mom using your middle name. (laughs) You know you're going to hear something you don't want to hear. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. Just like Job chapter 1 and chapter 2. Satan can't do anything that God the Father does not allow him to do. Satan wanted to go after Peter. How did Jesus know that? I don't have the answer. I just know he did. Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have been turned again, strengthen your brothers. And Peter said, oh, wow, Lord, I didn't realize how serious this was. No, he didn't. But he said to him, Lord, With you I am ready to go both to prison and to death. And he said, what we already read, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. Well, then we know what happened after that. Jesus took them to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he told them, you you stay here and watch and pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, went a little bit farther and said, you guys stay here and watch and pray. And Jesus went off and prayed and he came back and they were doing what? Sleeping. And he woke them up, told them, watch and pray, went away and prayed, came back asleep. And the third time it happened. Then Judas showed up. He betrayed 
Jesus, and we read in Mark 14, 46 and 47, they laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood by, guess who, you already know, drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Now that's Peter. Prior to the resurrection of Jesus and the day that Jesus, after that, spoke to him to, as he said, turn him back and have him strengthen his brethren, before Jesus restored him and recommissioned him, Peter was a study in two things that you always see side by side. Great desire to be with Jesus. Nobody was more zealous than Peter in that department. But side by side with it, you see this totally misplaced self-confidence. He was absolutely determined he was not going to deny Jesus. He was not going to walk away from him. He was not going to let anything bad happen to Jesus. Oh, it, it would have been a good idea if only Peter had read 1 Corinthians before the night that Jesus was arrested. Well, that wasn't going to be written for about another, oh, close to 30 years or so. 1 Corinthians ten twelve. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands. I think that was Peter. <laughs> sure was. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. Now, I, I strongly encourage you, if you want to do something profitable on Sunday afternoon, go look and see why 1 Corinthians ten twelve begins with the word therefore. Big hint. Read verses 1 through 11. And you'll see the lessons that you are meant to, le- to, to learn from Israel in the wilderness. Now, if you're a fan of seeing prophecy fulfilled and you don't like having to wait centuries or millennia to see it happen, you should love our text for today. What Jesus prophesied the night before comes true before dawn. Peter did exactly what Jesus said. And the night of Jesus' trial, that, that was when Peter I use the word plummeted to the bottom of the pit of despair. Three times he knew, he denied that he knew Jesus. And just like Peter hadn't read 1 Corinthians, I I don't think Peter would have grasped the source of the way that I chose to outline this passage, but I think you can put it this way. Strike one, strike two, strike three. If you said that to Peter, he'd say, well, I already struck the high priest here and Jesus healed it. No, no. he would get it if he were here today. Let's look at this, the three denials. Strike one. Now, uh, a little more background for you. Last week, remember, I introduced you to the fact that Jesus' trial had a Jewish phase composed of three parts and a Roman phase also composed of three parts. Um, we saw the, the record in Mark's gospel of the Jewish part of it last time. They all took place between midnight and, and just after dawn of the morning of the crucifixion. Now, we have a tremendous amount of material detailing this night and the day of the, of the crucifixion. So it takes a lot of work to harmonize Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John about the events of this night. Uh, We're going to stick to Mark's record. All you need to know for sure is that Peter's denials all took place in the span of two hours or less, roughly between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m., 
And it all went down during the three parts of the Jewish phase of the trial. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.